Hey, what's going on, everybody? Brian with the Herfcast. Thank you for joining me again. So this episode, I've got a, another local comedian. His name is Mike Banks. Um, he's got a show July 5th with Big Josh, uh, Josh Sumrall. I had him on the show a while back. It's his birthday party, July 5th, if you're in the uh, northwest Indiana region. Uh, check that out. I think it's at a VFW uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it'll be in the show notes. So check that out. Uh, yeah, July 5th, uh, Big Josh, Chubby Gang Comedy. Uh, Mike Banks is going to be performing there. So check that out. Um, we talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh, he's a he's a clean comic. We talk about doing clean comedy a little bit. Uh, and then he's a, he's a casual cigar smoker as well. So we talk uh, cigars, a little bit of booze, and comedy. So hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Don't forget to check out stogiebird.com. Use the code HERFCAST to save $5. Stogiebird.com, where you can choose Cigar of the Month with two, five, or eight cigars every month shipped to your door. Um, plus he's got other cigars for sale on the website. Uh, and a brand of the month, uh, which is a certain cigar manufacturer every month. Uh, you get eight different cigars from that said manufacturer. So check out stogiebird.com. Use the, cur- the coupon code HERFCAST and save yourself $5 on your order. And theherfcast.com, where you can find all my social media links, buy a shirt, support me on Patreon, all that good stuff. Um, uh, all the backlogged episodes, every episode that I've got is on there. So if you're looking for something, just uh, head to the website, find it there. So, without any further ado, uh, this is me, Mike Banks, and we smoke cigars, have a couple drinks, and have a good conversation. So, let me know what you think. I'm not super familiar with the area. When you're uh, in college, you're trapped on campus with no car. You don't so, really VU was at Valpo? Yeah. All right. What did you, uh, you do? I did a lot of sleeping, but besides that, engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Really never knew what Valpo was kind of known for uh, as far as... things, I think. Uh, I guess they got a good law program. But. Oh, yeah, I think they did, but I, I thought they had some trouble recently. <laughs> I thought oh, the law they? school shut down recently. Oh, yeah? But it's not even the first time that it's happened. No. Oh. Apparently they shut down in the 70s or 80s and reopened, and they had to do it again hmm. a couple years ago. I think it was my senior year, 2018, they had to shut down again. So... I don't know if that is a sentiment to how quality it is, but yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, another episode of the Herfcast. Thanks for joining us uh, today. I've got with me Mike Banks. He's a local comedian, and uh, this is the second episode in a row. I'm sporting some uh, JSK, uh, but uh, today we have the uh, Jasmine Crowl Goalie. Habanos, um, from what Mike was telling me about his previous cigar choices, I figured this would be a good fit. So that's what I went with, and we are currently drinking some New Riff. Um, New Riff, I don't know much about it. I, I do know it's 100 proof, so that's uh, one you got to kind of keep an eye on. But that's So we got, we got some ice in there to kind of water it down a bit. Um, but anyway, uh, Mike is a local comedian. Um, how long have you been doing comedy? Well, the first time I performed was about six years ago when I was in high school. 
And then when I went to college for four years, I hardly performed, but I really dove in like about a year ago. Yeah. Like performing all the time and trying to get to as many open mics as I can, writing a lot more. So as far as open mics go, um, were you hitting a bunch of them or were you starting off at, like, where, where did you originally start off at? Are you part of the uh, D's crew? Yeah, I'm, or? I'm with the D's crew mostly. Yeah. Um, the first place I ever performed at was an open mic in Indianapolis at Morty's Comedy Club or Comedy Joint. And they, they shut down. They're not open anymore. But when I really got into it after college, the first place I went to was The Drop over in South Bend, Indiana. Okay. That's a great comedy club, too. They get a really good crowd size every uh, Tuesday yeah. for their open mic. And then I found out that D's is like 10 minutes from where I live. I started going there, <laughs> yeah, instead of driving an hour over to South yeah. Bend. I, I figured with you knowing Keegan and Coffee, uh, you, you, you've probably been there at least once. Yeah, so. that's where I met them. It's a yeah. great place. I met so many cool people from just doing comedy. So it's a blast. Yeah. So uh, how, how bad, like, do you have a, a regular job or are you just doing the comedy? No, yeah, I have a job at a pharmaceutical company. Oh, all right. Um, I got an engineering position there, so that's oh. what I went to college for. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to have, especially right now, uh, since uh, nobody could do comedy anywhere except for like YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we can attempt comedy yeah. through the through the interweb, but yeah, not sure how the I'm not sure how that's been going for people. I did one of those online open mics, and it felt kind of awkward. I bet. No. Like no reaction, no nothing, just well, yeah. just talking. Ideally, the other comedians would be engaged and laughing, but I feel like they're all like looking over their notes for about what they're about to do. And in general, at open mics, other comedians don't laugh too much at the other comedians. Yeah. It's the audience that will. And there was an audience, but it's like live streamed, so we can't hear the laughter. So yeah. it's a little awkward, but it's, it's something to do to be going over your jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least you kind of get to work on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of doing it in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, immediate family who, you know. But, yeah. Um, and if the jokes are about them, then they're probably yeah. not going to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as far as cigars go, uh, you said you, you've been kind of casual, uh, getting a little bit more into it. Um, uh, you told me that you like uh, more more Connecticut stuff, um, but you... You're trying different different things, and that's why I went with the Habano. Uh, figured this would be a nice uh, kind of escalation, I guess, from from yeah, the Connecticut and not not throwing you to the wolves with, uh, you know, like a, a, a strong Maduro. I don't, I don't think I've had Maduro yet. No, not that I can recall. Yeah, we'll have to. No, I haven't. We'll have to figure that out sometime soon. Then, <laughs> um, yeah, when you take it, the leap. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. Do you have like a certain size that you gravitate towards are, are you i'm still learning the size names oh i'm just like do you do you prefer the bigger the medium. smaller yeah yeah so like like not this big like yeah this is a larger one but oh uh, yeah the, these are these are a bit longer but yeah uh, the ring gauge that's it's about where i find myself most of the time i think it's uh i think it's like a 48 or 52 somewhere around there i don't know yeah but I, whenever I go in asking for a specific kind, they start asking me, oh, Torpedo, Lancero, and I'm like, uh, just grab one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what these mean. And then I saw that chart that shows them, and how long does it take you to memorize what each of those sizes are? I still don't know, because, uh, and that's a lot of boutique brands, a lot of smaller brands, they'll come up with their own name for 
a size of cigar, you know. So it is what it is, but uh I gen- I'll I'll look at the measurements more than the name of it. Uh, mm-hmm. but um I mean like a a, a Lancero and a Lonsdale, those are gonna be your skinny ones. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. you know. But um other than that, it's I if it looks too big, I'm probably not gonna grab it. Uh yeah. And there's some weird shaped ones too. Yeah. I saw this one podcast did a football shaped cigar. Mm-hmm. I forget what podcast that was, but um Cigar Haven maybe. I'm not sure if that was the name, but I looked it up and I was like, that just looks uncomfortable to smoke. I, I wonder if it was like the egg, but uh, I, I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah, that that's just an ob- obnoxious mm-hmm. uh, novelty smoke. It's, it's so obnoxious that it's what all the like mafia people in cartoons smoke. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, I, I guess technically that that would be a perfecto. Um, oh, okay. You know they they don't get that fat like normally. Like the the egg is just ridiculous. So, oh, gee, yeah, but, um, um, anyway, uh, you said that you, uh, you did stogie bird for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, now through that, did you find anything that you, yep. you enjoyed that you probably, I really enjoyed leaf by Oscar. Yeah. That was a great one. Um, cause when I was doing stogie, those were probably like the first like 20, 30 cigars that I smoked cause mm. I was overwhelmed by going in. And I just wanted it to be picked for me, take the choice out of it, so I have no, less regret. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying what they sent me. I also liked one that was called the Bianco, but I can't remember what the what the brand was. But that was the name of the cigar, yeah. and that was a darker leaf, but it actually had more of a creamy taste. Yeah. So some of them can shock you. Like, oh yeah, some really interesting flavors out of them. Yeah, just like just like different beers. I mean, you could mm-hmm. you could take you could you could see a dark beer, and it could be one of the lighter beers that you're going to drink, you know, looks, looks can yeah. be deceiving. Uh, you know, the same, the same with the cigar world. So, I mean, I've only been 21 for three years now, but have, have beers always been doing these crazy weird flavors? Is no. it, re- is it a new thing? No. Yeah. For, for the most, I mean, craft breweries have always been trying new stuff, I guess, but now it's getting crazy. Um, like these cheesecake, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, hell I got, uh, oh, you got some here. I had the banana nut bread beer. That one was really good. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> it's a double raspberry memes cake from Windmill. Memes cake. Uh, oh, Imperial geez. cheesecake inspired Berliner Weiss style ale with raspberries and lactose. There you go. That's something um, that'll get the kids to drink. Talk yeah. about memes on your alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, flavored tobacco. They're worried about flavored tobacco and stuff like that. Meanwhile, you've got like fruit loops and cinnamon toast crunch and cheesecake beers coming out. Yeah. Um, which that one, like it's, I'm not big into the fruity beers. Um, I don't know. Now that it's, it's coming up on summertime and the weather's getting nice. I did drink one yesterday and it was pretty refreshing after doing Mm -hmm. some work. Um, yeah. You know, so I, you know, that, that wasn't bad, but, uh, I don't know. I'm going to be in trouble if I end up, getting into them because those are expensive yeah speaking of expensive <laughs> beers my dad got me into the uh three floyds yeah because the, the first summer that i was 21 i went back you know in between school semesters and my dad just was stocked up on zombie dust and gumball head and i didn't even like ipas at the time yeah and uh i had a choice to either go out and buy my own beer or just drink his free beer 
Yeah. And so I learned to like it. <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good beer to have on on hand for free. Oh um, yes. So he kind of did a crime getting me hooked on that because then I started only buying that and real didn't realize how much more expensive it was than yeah. just getting like yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like these uh, the the one that I just showed you the the memes cake that was that's twenty two dollars for a four pack. Oh my! Uh, I've never seen that. So high. Uh, fourteen ounce cans. But still, it's like, man, uh, it's expensive. Like, and I, I don't know why I was okay with paying for that. <laughs> but, but I. It's the colors know, on the can. Yeah, I guess so. Hypnotic. The, yeah, the, the yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the the pink just drives me wild. <laughs> oh. It's an attractive color. Yeah. I'm not gonna take that any further there. Yeah. <laughs> so. But um, yeah, no this this is really good. Wow, I was I was just telling you about how the uh, Woodford Reserve was a little strong for me, but you said this is a hundred proof. Yeah, that's gonna make the conversation take a turn at some point. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. This I, I'm I'm surprised. Like I I I think uh, Woodford's pretty smooth. Um, but um, like yeah, this stuff like if you drink this neat, uh, you're gonna you know it's got a bit of a bite. Yeah, but, I can tell. Um, yeah, with the ice, it it tames it down quite a bit. So, I uh, I've never been able to drink like real hard alcohol. I've never been a vodka or tequila person. Yeah, whiskey's about as far as I can take it. And uh, even then, could, I st- you could take whiskey pretty far. I so. g- yeah, I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> Don't they have like whiskey that's clear and that's oh, yeah. like super strong? Or is oh, that? It's, I got a, a the white. It's it's white dog. It's basically whiskey. That's you know. It's the what they distill before they age it in okay. a barrel. That's why it's clear. Mm-hmm. Like I got a bottle of the Three Floyds uh, Divine Right mm. um, White Dog. That it's it's hot. Wow! Like it's I think spicy. It, I want to say it's uh, 107 proof, uh, but it's it's hot uh, and it's sweet. Like actually. <laughs> Actually, had I, I took the, I bought that bottle and took it to Ristafari, and wow, no, I really wish I went there. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, it's that. It, I I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if you just popped in to yep. check it out and take off, or if you had prior engagements. But that is, if you're in this area, that is that is a cigar event to attend for sure. Yeah, I went really early, so I don't know if you know a guy named Bernie. He goes to the Golden Leaf a lot. He's he's there almost every time I go. And he was talking about it and couldn't go and gave me his ticket. So I promised him I would go check it out. So I swung through for a little bit. I actually think I was there at like either 8 or 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. And was only there for like an hour. Uh, I think and I then, got there around noon, maybe maybe a little bit earlier. I'm not sure. I don't remember much from that day. Uh, <laughs> but I, what I was getting to, um, you know, like I can't remember if it's uh, Risty's dad or Risty's father-in-law. Um I, I think it was, I think it was a father figure that he had tried the divine right, the white dog, and because um, he he distills and um, he just he he took a drink and just started shaking his head no, and uh, he said, uh, pretty sure they're they're adding like sugar to it to oh, you know kind of which I mean hey to each their own. So there's the sweet part yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that much about it, so I can't say yay or nay. Um, 
but I'll definitely take the word of someone who knows what they're talking about <laughs> yeah. than, uh, yeah, than try to guess. Yeah, people get crazy with that. Yeah. Like wine uh, sommeliers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They can tell what year it was made. That's impressive. That's impressive, yeah. Wow. I watched a video about that. It was like a table of people like um, debating what they thought it was, and they had a couple different opinions. But it was funny because there was like a sommelier, a sommelier, and then a master sommelier. I was like, how far can you take it? Yeah. Like, no matter what a hobby is, like, there are people that will go nuts with it. Oh, yeah. There's, like, YouTube channels. Like, there's one that I saw that's just entirely dedicated to stretching. Just, like, stretching your muscles. I'm like, it gets really, really interesting how adept people can be at certain... Just, like, something that you just take for granted, I guess. Yeah. And think is simple. Yeah. That's... I think it's uh, David Goggins. Uh, He... He's swears by stretching for two hours every day like just stretching on top of you know his running and everything Mm -hmm. else um i think he's got videos on youtube explaining the different stretches and whatnot i've never looked into it because i'm fucking lazy and (laughs) you know i i can't convince myself to do anything every once in a while i i hit a streak where all right i'm i'm gonna watch what i eat i'm gonna i'm gonna lose some weight and i'll lose I lose 40, 50 pounds. Wow. And then uh, after a while, it's like, ah, fuck it. You know, stop doing it and, you know, gain 30 pounds back. And, you know, I, I keep doing that. So I, I got to um, gotta work on that for sure. I have I have two coworkers that did the keto and had phenomenal results. Mm-hmm. One of them, they're both still in it, actually. But one of them's lost so much. I think she's lost about 60, 70 pounds already. Yeah. And it's 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 so impressive, and then she told another coworker about it, and he started doing it with his wife, and he's lost forty now. Yeah, I'm not sure how long they've been doing it, so I don't know the rate, but just to even lose that much is um, incredible. I know of one guy that lost uh, three hundred pounds in just under two years. It's like one and a half of me. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, I've had him on the show before, but it, it's and he uh, lost that weight. Gourmet goes keto. Uh, is is the one I'm referencing? Uh, he's he's quite the quite the example. Um, oh yeah, like 300 pounds in just under two years, and wow. he's he's very open about like what it's done to his body. Like he he posts the before and afters, and you know he he's not ashamed to show the just mass amount of extra skin that he's got. And it's it's wild to look at something like that. You know to see yeah. this balloon of a person uh shrink down and just like just seeing like the transformation of his of his face and his head is like he like when he was when he was over 500 pounds he had like a like a cone head and now that (laughs) that cone is gone you know like now it's but it's it's wild was he an extra in the movie or no (laughs) (laughs) i think he's uh i think he's too young for for that that's oh no I don't, I don't know. know. Like, that's just one of the weird movies my dad got me to watch. Yeah. He cracked up at it. His favorite scene is when the daughter is diving into the pool and there's no splash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just goofy stuff. Yeah. So uh, how old are you? 24. Oh, oh, that's right. You said you've been 21 for yeah. two years. I guess that makes sense. We don't sense. need to do math. That's yeah. not what this podcast is about. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, yeah, you're – I I guess that is uh, – It's a pretty young – yeah, I'm a little baby still. Pretty, pretty young to be watching – Coneheads. Yeah, guess. I know a lot of old <laughs> references that people wouldn't guess, yeah. especially old music. I listen to a lot of old music. Mm-hmm. Like, 
But I always thought that was funny, how they're like, how do you know about that song? And I'm like, well, have you ever listened to Beethoven? Aren't you too young yeah. to know that music? Like, that's that's especially a very now good point. <laughs> especially now with streaming, you can see it all. And also, my dad uh, raised me and my brothers on a lot of old cartoons. I got blessed with that. Yeah. Um, Looney Tunes. So that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Because when you watch it as a kid, it's like goofy because they're running into stuff. And then you watch it again when you're older. And you're like, wow, this is political. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know how they embed that stuff in there. Yeah, things have definitely changed quite a bit uh, with with cartoons, for sure. Entertainment in general, I guess. Now you can't do anything without pissing somebody off. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, do you run into well, a lot of problems like that with... Uh, with me, doing any comedy me not so much i actually do clean comedy and that's kind of just something i fell into i never like there wasn't a point where i was like i'm never gonna curse again yeah um kind of as a person i don't really curse that much but when i started performing like my my whole family would go every time i performed and my grandma would come with too <laughs> and i was actually dirty back then and um uh, i was kind of funny when i first started you know i was still figuring it out and then just like eventually like I don't know, I just kind of fell into just doing clean comedy and I I kind of like it. Yeah. I've only met one other clean comedian. Yeah. Out of all the time I've been doing it. Yeah, it's a buddy of mine named Jeremiah over in Chicago and he is so he's unbelievable. He's kind of my uh role model yeah. when it comes to doing this. He tried to get me to do a show at a church with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now see like clean clean comedians are not they're they're few and far between. Uh, but I mean, you do have some quality examples out there for clean comedy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Brian Regan and yeah. um, what's Indiana Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. That's um, one that a lot of people say. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's two prime examples of knowing that you could make it as a clean comic. You you don't yeah. have to be vulgar or dirty or anything. Um, but yeah, that's uh, most most of what you see and watch. Uh, and listen to yeah. today is, you know, it, it's not going to get played on a on on free radio airwaves. You yeah, know? that's a that's a hard medium, I guess, nowadays in terms of comedy. I have a buddy that does a radio show over in South Bend named Dean Jernigan, and he's he's kind of a dirty com. He's not filthy, but you know, he's, he does he just does comedy the way everybody does it. Yeah, and I I always wonder like what it's like to get on radio and have to watch that. They pre-record it, so. Obviously, they they can fix that. But yeah. I was on it recently, and he warned me. He was like, "You're probably not gonna have to worry about this, but if you curse, just like pause for a second, and then keep talking. And when we go back, <laughs> we'll edit it out, and it'll sound right." <laughs> so, um, what else do you do outside of uh, uh, pharmaceutical engineering and comedy? Yeah, what a combination! <laughs> um, cigar smoking's a uh, nice hobby I got into about a year ago smoke one or two a week probably um and play a lot of video games i'm really big into video games and uh i like learning random stuff online just like like i find a topic and i'm just like trying to research it and learn about it so like random as far as like a random random uh rabbit hole yeah or you go down the rabbit hole random facts yeah and that, and that intrigued me and learned some weird stuff no. i don't know of anything recently that i could bring up as an example but I don't know. I I look up a lot. You know what's interesting is when I want to learn something, the first place I go to is YouTube. I don't uh, even Google it first. Yeah, that's uh, that that could be uh, that could be either really good or really bad. 
depending on where you end up first, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's, a lot of people go straight to Wikipedia. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying, um, you know, as far as YouTube goes or, or any of them, it's, you know, if the first video you see is, uh, you know, take coronavirus, you know, if it's from a hack doctor yeah, who sounds pretty convincing, yep. or if it's from an actual doctor who you just don't want to believe in, you know, some, yeah. something along those lines. I mean, you could, or, or, I mean, we could get into the, you know, the earth is flat or space is fake and <laughs> go that route. Space but, is fake. I haven't heard yeah. that one, <laughs> uh, but it is though. Yeah. I researched that one recently. Uh, I like uh, Bill Burr's take on it where he was like, I hate facts. It's not that facts are bad. It's just the way people apply them because of confirmation bias. They just like, they already decided what they want to be true. And then they go to I'm right.com. And just get the random things that support it, but yeah. sometimes aren't really credible. But, but yeah, it's uh, a buddy of mine, Kelly Sparks from the Bearded Idiots podcast, or uh, Kelly Sparks Whiskey Reviews on YouTube. Uh, he he's um, he's got some uh, conspiracy theorist in him, uh, mm. and we we generally have fun with discussions about that, like in the in their Discord there and whatnot. Are fun. I worked with somebody that he said he chooses to believe every conspiracy just because it's more fun to believe them. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it now, whether like how, how far can you take that belief though? Like if, if you know that you're believing this conspiracy theory just because it's more fun deep down, <laughs> yeah. deep down, you know that it's probably not true. That, that could hurt you mentally. But I think it's bad to take it to the extreme in either direction. Because yeah. if you choose to not believe every exper- conspiracy just because they're a conspiracy, that's also bad. Yeah. I feel like you should be down the middle and give everything a fair shake. Oh, you yeah. Know? But that's that's like, uh, you know, I've heard it multiple times where, um, you know, if, you're, if the government ever tells you something's a conspiracy, that means it's probably true. Hmm. You know, it's, you that, know because, because they want to plant that seed of conspiracy theory in everybody's head yeah. before... Um, anybody could look into it and that you know you already have half the half the population dismissing it right off the bat without looking into it so yeah that's i just was i was actually sitting in the middle of one of these debates recently because the government just released a or confirmed that this ufo video is real recently yeah and my younger brother was like going nuts looking up stuff he's just like me he was looking up interviews with somebody that says he used to work in area 51 and oh, doing all this. That, uh, and then my dad was like, it's not true, none of it. Was that were, Bob Lazar? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And um, my dad doesn't think any of it's credible, and he's, like, arguing it all. And I was sitting in the middle, and they were trying to get me to pick sides. And I'm like, this is the best Easter ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think it was after Easter. It was Mother's Day, Mother's Day, that I went down. And there they, were, they were talking about that. So, yeah. I'm sure mom was happy. Yeah, she loves heated debates in her house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forcing somebody to pick sides. Well, after you get used to it, if it doesn't happen, you're like, something's wrong. Yeah. Like, you got to keep the normalcy. So, yeah. there we go. Causing chaos. <laughs> you ever gone to a Thanksgiving that was just perfect and nobody argued and you were like, that didn't feel right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We we never really had, like, any any serious arguments or anything, like. You know, somebody would piss somebody off, and then they'd sit in separate rooms or some shit. But I, I don't think I've ever had uh, sit in separate any rooms. just uh, a timeout from each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a a, a balls out fiasco at any 
yeah any my, major holidays my family doesn't really even the even the debate for, over the aliens thing was like yeah. we were laughing the whole time we, they weren't really like yelling but um, uh, my family never really gets together with the extended family as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, when people get older, it gets harder. But my extended family pretty much all lives in Pennsylvania. That's where I was born, right in Harrisburg. So we visit them whenever we can. But yeah, we don't have the big Thanksgiving family gatherings. So how'd you how'd your family end up in the in the black hole of the nation here? So, <laughs> are you talking about Indiana or specifically Northwest uh, the, Indiana? The, specifically the region. Like <laughs> I, I've moved, I've moved away from here so many times. Um, and oh, I've lived I heard a, this on one of your other episodes. Yeah, I, I, I've lived in a lot of great places, but I always <laughs> get sucked back. So I've always referred to it as the black hole of the nation because no matter how hard you try, you just can't fucking escape. So, gosh, you know. I just want to say the middle of the cigar is always my favorite. That's second, yeah. third always gets the, um, my family lived in Pennsylvania until I was about nine. And then my dad got a, a, a promotion, actually same company. He just got to be promoted out to an office in Indianapolis. Yeah. So my family actually lives in Noblesville, Indiana. Oh, okay. And uh, I went to Noblesville high school and then came up to the region to go to Valparaiso university. And I've been up here since. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't know much outside of VU's campus. While I was going to college, and it was actually my senior year. I got to bring up my parents' minivan. Actually, yeah. I had that. I had that whip my senior year, and <laughs> when I could actually start going places, I was like, "Wow, this is interesting." Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in this area, especially. And then I turned 21, and I, there's a huge brewer, brewery scene. Oh yeah, up here. Yeah, you were talking about all the weird stuff earlier. Like it's crazy. Oh, just just the other day, I I hit four breweries in in one go. Right down the street from. No. <laughs> I, I've got two right down the street from me, and then uh, the other two were less than 10 miles away. So, Yeah, I'm a big fan of Off Square and Three Floyds. And 18th Street's got some pretty good... They got some weird colored cans, too. Yeah. Some really interesting designs. But, yeah, my family went to on a summer vacation uh, two years ago to California, and I was looking through the draft selection, and I told my dad, I was like, man, I'm really... The first thing I looked for was Three Floyds. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way it's going to be out here. So, you just get so used to it. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 more widespread now. Um which is a good thing cuz it was dangerous at, to a point cuz my dad said the liquor stores in Indianapolis had signs up like only one six pack of zombie dust per yeah. customer. Now you can buy more because I feel like has three Floyds like yeah, up their production recently. Yeah. Yeah, but he he used to have me drive down with some because <laughs> I can get it up here easier. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, that's uh, I don't know. We'll see what direction they go. Um, is uh, they they just closed down the the brew pub. Uh, they're still brewing and distilling and everything, but uh, mm-hmm. the the brew pub's closed. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, some people speculate that they're getting ready to sell. Uh, Ooh. some people think it's Ooh. just, uh, you know, getting ready for an expansion and I don't know, it's, it, th- this news is like two days old, so it's nothing but, you know, I guess, uh, but that is weird how it happened at the end of the shutdown. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I, when you said that, I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. companies are closing their doors, but everything's opening right now and they yeah. shut down. That's a bold, yeah. bold move there. Interesting. But yeah, you got both sides of it. You got people saying, see, look, uh, they're they're being cautious instead of um greedy and then you have people saying that you know oh well 
they they fired their whole staff and but they're still doing curbside pickups so they're still making money you know but i don't know whatever i i'm no business major i don't know how to do shit so i i'm not going to pass any judgment you yeah. know i i don't know what's going on behind closed doors there so who am i to say what they're doing yeah and who knows when we'll find out that's yeah interesting they're supposed to build a a new brewery in valparaiso tucked away around the corner from downtown valpo yeah it's beautiful i saw it um i actually i lived in Val- valpo when i first had my job so i've only lived in portage one year now the first year i was working in portage was valpo and they used to send me the valpo magazine that i didn't even sign up for to my apartment and they had this beautiful <laughs> like picture of like what it was going to look like in the future and i'm sure it's been delayed but they're gonna have this beautiful like outdoor like seating garden yeah where like you can a, take like your drinks garden. yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's gonna be cool so there's something coming to downtown valpo i i just can't remember the name well, of it uh, speaking of valpo I breweries a, i think uh figure eight just closed down didn't they? yeah they did yeah. i went to it um after my company's christmas party yeah. so i went to it like a month before they shut shut down for good it's uh, kind of eerie that's i was only there once i i can't even remember what i what i drank um they have some good ones. I think it had some some snakes on the on the label, but I Ooh. don't know. Uh, I can't remember what the name of that is, but I think I know what you're talking about because I think that was one they bottled and sold in liquor stores in the area. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Which you probably won't find them anymore, but uh, I've been there a couple times because uh, the people from my church really love Figure Eight, so we had a couple like outings with church people there. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff in downtown Valp. They have one of those self serve tap places now where oh, you do pour they? your own beer yeah yeah the only other one i've seen is in chicago and uh, it's really cool you like you get like a card from them yeah you give them your card and then like you just put the card in and yeah you get it's paid like, a, per ounce. like a preloaded card like you would get at a at an arcade yeah uh, it's but really yeah cool. we've got uh there's Brewfest in highland it's on it's on oh, kennedy but yeah there's i don't know somewhere around like 30 beers uh and yeah you just take your prepaid card put it in the in the slot and pour your beer and it just charges by the ounce you yeah. know so you could you could do a little sample you could do a, a full glass or what you know it just charges you for however much you pour which i think is pretty neat uh for someone who who wants to try a lot of different beers uh that's definitely a a cool way to do it and a very inexpensive way to do it as well because yeah i mean generally speaking like you know because i i've looked at the prices and it's like all right so if i got a full serving of this whether it be an eight ounce or a 16 ounce you know depending on what kind of beer it was they would all pretty much add up to you know the regular price of what you would get charged for a draft at anywhere else um but being able to try an ounce or two at a time and then decide yeah you know what i want to i want a big one of these <laughs> yeah uh it, it, it's a great way to go about it break out the pitcher yeah go into that uh self-serve tap I I found out that not everybody knows how to pour a beer right. Oh, for sure. My friend came out and his glass was over half of it was just foam. Yeah. And we were like, "Do you not know how to tilt your glass? <laughs> really?" <laughs> we uh we got a 2 liter of mug root beer yesterday with a pizza. And my wife poured me a glass of root beer. And I'm just like kind of cringing while she's pouring it cuz it's just the the glass is in mug root beer foams up pretty well. And she's just yeah. like dumping it in there, and I'm just watching the the, the head just rise and rise. It's like, uh, I, I looked at her, I was like, oh, you you don't want me to have any 
any pop, huh? She's yeah. Like, she's like, what? Like, it's all it's right? all head. <laughs> yeah. Like, did she like take like a knife and like scrape off the foam <laughs> off the top and then yeah, slide like, it to you? Yeah, like Stella Artois <laughs> action. Uh, that's actually a cultural thing. Um, I heard in uh, it was actually the coworker that lost forty pounds from keto. He told me that um, in Canada, people want to have a, a big head on their beer when well, they get poured. I mean, there, there's a difference between a proper pour mm. and a bad pour. That's because, a good point. You know, you you want you want a little bit because it, you know, enhances the aroma that you get from the beer. So you could you could get the aromas more, which enhances the flavor and all that. So there's 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 reasons behind it, but um, I mean, I'm not I'm not looking for for half the glass to be yeah. aroma. And pay, and pay <laughs> for rather, the whole glass. Yeah, I'd rather have you know the the drinkability over yeah. over the extra aroma. Um, my dad went to Ireland recently when the mat uh not the masters the british open went back to ireland recently mm-hmm. he went to it with my uncle and he said they make guinness differently out there because they don't have to pasteurize it or something like that yeah. and he said they have a special way to pour that too they um they pour it and make a huge head it's not like overflowing the glass but they do that and then they have to let it sit for like two yeah, it's minutes like, it's and like then, three stages yeah. to pour it yeah and then um, you just sit there waiting five minutes for your beer, like I want to drink it. I want to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, if the, if the if they know what they're doing, yeah. uh, it, it looks like a clover on top when they serve it to you. So he didn't mention that part. No. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, back in the day, uh, one of the bartenders at Shannon's Landing, which was a bar at the Lansing Airport, um, one of the bar like it was it was an Irishman that owned it. Uh, great dude. Uh, but he owned it for quite some time and then he ended up having a sell, but, uh, some of the staff was from Ireland and, um, um, but like one of the, one of the bartenders knew the proper way to pour it and, you know, you'd, it'd get served to you with the clover on top. It was like, oh, all right, that's, that's cool. I guess now it's kind of the same thing with a, with a latte at a coffee shop where they can make mm. pretty designs out of the out of the top yeah, of that. I've seen that. Didn't somebody take like a coffee and like draw like Abraham Lincoln's face with the bubbles? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I, I just see like a leaf every once in a while. Yeah, it always bothers me when they do that stuff with food, art Ooh. with food, because then you just like like a cake, those cake yeah. shows, and they just go and cut it in half. <laughs> I saw one. It was Baby Yoda. Yeah. It was Baby Yoda, and then they just cut Baby Yoda in half, and like people were <laughs> super angry at that. You should have ended the video with the finished cake. Don't yeah. slice everybody's child. Oh, what there was there was one show. Uh, I think it was. Cake I think wars. it was. I think it was uh, Wrigley Field. Um, no way. I it was a baseball field. I I'm pretty sure it was Wrigley. I think it was for like a hundredth birthday, and you know the the cake was anything but edible. Because there's so much fondant and all these all these decorations and shit on it, and I, I I don't remember if it was at the end of the episode or if it was like a behind the scenes thing or what, but the you know this massive replica cake, and you just watch them toss it in a dumpster. Oh, and it was like oh my god, that's such and you a, paid more for it. Yeah, like they, they I, I can't imagine what that cake cost to to produce to have at the the event just to toss it wow that's interesting that sounds like uh 
those America's Funniest Home videos when somebody bumps into the wedding cake table and knocks it over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except they did it on purpose. They're just like, see ya. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So. But especially with food. My yeah. family does not like wasting food. Neither do I. Yes, yeah. uh, you know it, it. It pains me sometimes. Oh, it's not like a moral thing. They just eat so much that yeah. nothing goes to waste. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I guess it's a combination with me. It's you mm-hmm. know if something's good, then I'm gonna make sure it doesn't go to waste. But um, I mean, there's times it's like, man, I, I don't want to, I don't want to throw this rice away or some shit like that. And it's like, <laughs> you know, but oh, uh, kind of like kind of like Homer uh, when he oh, had yeah. the, the the hoagie. Uh, oh, I don't know if you've I seen that, that episode. episode. Yeah, it's an earlier season because yeah. I just started watching it for the first time on Disney Plus. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, you know, the thing's purple, and he's still trying to eat it. You know, it's like that's just not <laughs> yeah. healthy. That's not, you know. But. Yeah, I I heard something a, a while ago. I'm not sure if this is. I think this is from I'mRight.com, but um, it was like Americans waste enough enough food each day to feed the whole world so this country that's unbelievable that's how much food we waste a day yeah well that's i i see billboards uh uh you know like it'll show a picture of like a package of meat or a carton of eggs and the expiration date you know it says best if used you know and that's it just because so much food gets thrown away because yeah wow instead of i like that instead of just letting it yeah because letting it expire if you have eggs in the fridge they don't they don't go bad, I've heard. But no, if like fresh eggs, if they're not washed, you could keep them on the counter for months. No way. Yeah, I, I've got some in the house now. Like farm farm fresh eggs, mm-hmm. if they're not washed, they have that like protective whatever chicken oh, shit on them. Uh, yummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, like what whatever enzymes or whatever it is that protects the the egg, huh. so it doesn't it doesn't rot. It doesn't go bad at room temperature. And they could sit there for months. Uh, I think you could do the same thing with, like, regular eggs. Like, if you coat them in oil, I think you could leave them outside okay. the fridge. Interesting. Uh, but I, I can't remember specifically on that. But. Yeah, I heard something recently about how you can just leave butter out. I still have it in the I fridge, do. though. But you leave butter out? Well, I've got, I've got, I generally have a stick of butter out for, you know, like, toast or bread or something like that. And then the rest of it oh. in the fridge, if yeah. I need to throw it. You know, like if I'm cooking eggs, I throw a pad of butter in a skillet. Like I take that from the fridge. That makes so. sense to leave it out because some some I heard fancy restaurants like toast your butter for you, something like that. Oh, it's easier to get it there if it's not in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't know about toasting butter or anything like that. I just know it's I I like uh, soft butter to put on my toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to rip the bread, put yeah. it on cold butter. Yeah, <laughs> and. and you know, just end up with a with a a, a hole with crust. You turn it into a uh, what's it called the egg in the nest. Where you oh yeah. A hole in the oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just yeah. Change uh, what you're eating. Yeah, my buddy's grandma taught me that uh, back in the day. Um, yeah, that that was that my was where I first that. seen it. Anyway, you know, just take the take the cup, cut out the hole, and yep. um, you know the the hole turns into your toast, <laughs> and yeah. the 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 rest Multiple of the bread parts. holds the egg. Wow, that's a that's a really diverse meal. Wow, that's uh, that's but that reminds me of like if you're trying to make an omelet, and you're like, all right, here we go, and you flip it, and it's like, well, guess we're having scrambled eggs now. <laughs> <laughs> that's I I've gotten better with 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 that as of late. Um, between scrambled and omelets, I've 
I've gotten better. My my problem was always scrambled eggs because I couldn't help but to flip the whole thing, and it just kind of turned into an omelet. You know. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's I've never seen it happen that way. I gotta I gotta witness that. Um. So what what's going on here with this? What kind of flavors do you get from these? Um. Because I'm, I'm tasting something I haven't really tasted before in a cigar, and I'm not sure if it's because of the habano. Uh, probably. Um, I don't know what. So, if it's something different than what you you're used to, what do you see it as? It's kind of like I normally get like a peppery kind of flavor from yeah. some Connecticut's, but it's something like a little bit different from that, but similar. I don't know. It's it kind of it reminds me of one that I had from a a Perdomo sampler bag, the Lot Twenty One. Yeah, you had that one. Yeah, this one it reminds me of that. It's kind of got flavors from that, but I can't put a finger on it. No, that's in flavor is subjective to everyone. Yep. So I I don't like telling people, oh yeah, this cigar you're going to taste this or you're going to taste that. That's why I'd rather have you give your perception of it without any previous uh or not previous um just forced input, I guess. Yeah, I think that it's that um cedar flavor that I've heard people talk about. That must be what this is. Um, I I kind of learned about tasting cigars from a YouTube channel called uh, um, Daily Cigars Daily. Okay. Have you heard of that? It's a guy named Tim. He Mountain Viking Cigars or something like that. No. Um, yeah, he has a ton of reviews, and I kind of learned what what he talks about, and I just mimic what he says. Well, there's like I've because I, I tried listening to uh, the Cigar Authority a few times, a few episodes, and I just couldn't do it. And they're they're a very popular cigar podcast and these guys are just so full of shit when it comes to tasting cigars <laughs> like the uh, wine sommelier like the, no, no uh, it, it really because like these guys what they, they had one guy on there that said you know what this uh this has like a it's a it's a tahitian vanilla it's it's a little bit different than a madagascar vanilla it's I, i'd say this is more of a tahitian vanilla flavor that i'm getting out of this cigar like bullshit and then another guy it's like oh yeah this really reminds me of fruit stripe gum like, who the fuck tastes fruit tobacco. stripe gum out of tobacco? That is like, crazy. I mean, unless you're chewing unless fruit stripe gum, yeah. <laughs> unless you're chewing fruit stripe gum while you're smoking a cigar, that's a. I'm gonna yeah. call bullshit 99.9 percent of the time, only because taste is subjective. I don't know what your taste. So this guy might not be full of shit, but in my eyes, I don't see it happening. So that's I. I'm very reluctant to to give flavor suggestions to yeah. anyone like to me like you said uh i it, there there's to me there's some some woodsy flavors uh um a little bit of pepper but other than that like i mean i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and tell you oh yeah the the, the raspberry is really coming through on this <laughs> yeah you know yeah you can't be tasting it wrong yeah it's your taste that's uh there's i, I think there's one one uh youtube show i think it's uh should i smoke this or something along those lines and one of my buddies uh kent sent him a jsk slot no sense um for him to review and he reviewed it and he like one of the things that caught my attention is he said yeah there's i got a little bit of raspberry coming out of this it's like i've smoked plenty of those like not to mention i've smoked plenty of cigars and not once have i ever tasted any type of fucking berry, you know, I, the I, I, I just don't, 
I don't get it. But like I said, uh, it's it's all subjective. The weirdest flavor I ever pulled was uh, it tasted like an apple, and it was the San Cristobal that I have in my humidor right now. Yeah. I still don't remember the name. It's a green wrapper, though. And it tasted like an apple for a little bit, and I thought that was so weird. Yeah. And then um, I remember you were on an episode with Coffee and Daryl Davis, and you said, like, when you came back from a break, you said it tasted like uh, s'mores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. But that, I mean, it depends on what you're drinking, uh, what you had to eat. Um, yeah, that's another layer to it. You know, but uh, no, it's it's very rare occasion that something like that will come about, and I, like... Like you said, you heard me say it. Like, I, I'll even say it when I bring. Like, I don't. This has never fucking happened before. But I got, yeah. This this just reminded me of s'mores, and I wish I could remember what cigar that was. Mm-hmm. Um, now nah, I'm not. I, I was gonna say I could probably look it up. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna do that right you now. You don't. You have a journal or something? No, I, I've never like done usually, that. usually in the episode notes. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll have something, but. Yeah, that's some people have journals and they save all their uh, bands. No, man, I'm fucking lazy. Yes, yeah. uh, I I was sa- I was saving bands for so long, and uh, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with them. I did the same thing. I just gave up on that. Well, Actually, when I went to smoke one with my buddy Billy recently, he handed his band to me, and I went, "I'm not doing that anymore." <laughs> yeah, but that's well. For one, like I I would only keep what I personally smoked. Um, you know, just because, like, yeah, like this, that's a this sentimental thing, this thing that I got here. Um, that's something a buddy of mine from Cigar Geeks made, and I won it in a Toys for Tots auction. But it's oh, cool. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's, I think it's 109 unique bands on there, and mm-hmm. every one of those bands, you know, he smoked that cigar. Yeah, you know, um, but it's all, you know. So I I had them for so long and i had a couple of uh a couple of buckets full like the the beer buckets that you would get at a bar um like full of bands yeah oh yeah you smoke like two a day right uh most of the time more (laughs) oh wow that's an expensive hobby (laughs) um that this this is my second today and i'll probably have i'll have at least one more possibly two more uh depending on what i do later on um but uh, somebody was asking for bands. They were making a table or something. Uh, That's what I was planning on doing, like so, a tabletop. Yeah, I just ended up sending all my bands to them, you know. Because, um, I mean, now I started doing a little bit of uh, screwing around with woodwork. Um, now maybe I'll start saving them again so that maybe if I build something, I could incorporate it. But, uh, no, I just... It, not that it took up too much space, but mm, I just got yeah. tired of having them around. I guess. Yeah. So. And then right as you get rid of them, you'll be like, "Oh, I had an idea for them, and now I don't have them." Yeah. <laughs> that and like bottle caps. I was saving bottle caps I was about for to a say long that. time. I, uh, I there was a cool beer pong table at my college that uh, was with bottle caps and had like glass on top of it. Um, that was a fun table. I actually had a really good night on that table. I uh, was playing with a couple different partners, and I won seven straight games. And so, I'm terrible at beer pong, so I don't know how that happened. So you went to Valpo. Yeah. And you call it beer pong. We just call it pong because we play with water in the cups. Yeah. I do not want to drink out of something that somebody touched the ping pong ball and it landed in that. I'm not going to drink uh, that. So what do, you, what do you call it? 
Well, a buddy of ours from back in the day, um, he, he brought the game to us. Now, we're talking 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, um, when I was four? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he went to Valpo, and uh, the the traditional beer pong, I'm going to be – I'm going to be one of those assholes. Traditional, what everybody thinks as beer pong with the 10 cups and the ping pong ball that you throw into the cup. Mm-hmm. The technical name for that is Beirut. Really? Yeah. Beer pong is played with paddles. It's on a ping pong table. That makes sense. Wow. If you ever watch uh, what is it, at Beer Fest, the, the Broken Lizards movie. Is it on Netflix? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was on Netflix. But. The, the guys that do uh, Super Troopers Okay. Uh, but they, they, yeah. they have a movie called Beer Fest, and uh, it's like a beer Olympics, basically. Okay. And in that, you know, they're playing beer pong, and it's, a, it, it, it's actually beer pong. It's a, it's a ping pong table with a cup of beer on each corner, and you're playing ping pong, and if you get it in the cup, you know, there you go. But, uh, yeah, the traditional, like, bowling pin style setup mm-hmm. and throw the ping pong ball in the cup, that's Beirut. actually called Beirut. So, um but yeah, and that's when back in his day, that's what everybody at Valpo referred to it as. But since it got so popularized as beer wow. pong, yeah, that's that's your uh, that's your yuppie hipster type shit from me for the day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of like uh, linguistics. Um, there's a theory where even if you use the word wrong. If people just keep using it that way, it just it becomes right. Yeah, after like a, a, of time. a deviation from normal. Yeah, and then like the word, um, like the word yeet. Yeah. Nobody knows what that word means. You just kind of like yell it when you like throw stuff. <laughs> I I still don't even get that. Like, I I've heard yeet used uh, for for throwing stuff. I've used or I I haven't used. I've heard yeet uh, <laughs> referring to. Uh, not so nice acts. Um, oh, oh. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a word you throw out there. It yeah, just like fills the air. Like some people just use words however they want. Yeah, and it just doesn't make sense. Breaking conventions. So I don't know. I feel like you could read a transcript of each person's like dialogue and kind of tell who it is without even hearing the pitch of their voice just yeah. kind of by the words they use like i use frickin i say frickin a lot yeah i don't know why i, I do don't it. <laughs> i don't know why uh, i you you don't swear too much I so think i'm it guessing could be that. that's why uh me on the other hand um i don't think i i could probably count on one hand how many times i've said frickin instead of <laughs> yeah. the the expletive i guess so the expletive. Yeah. You can hey, it's your podcast. We you can be dirty if you want. Oh no, I'm trying to Oh, trust me. Get a I, clean label on this episode. Oh no. <laughs> it, it's still getting labeled as explicit. Yeah. So um Yeah. But um Oh, so uh do you have any interest in starting back with the Stogie Bird or I yeah, I am. I am. Uh, now that I, it's a summer. I actually just got mine in the mail today. It's sitting on that. the table. I got to open it up. Um but uh, this month we got him late because he he was including masks and in all the orders. Ah, that's awesome. Oh, I got to get on that quick then if he's still doing that. Yeah, uh, until, or is it just until this month. No, until it runs out. Like if you make an order. Okay. Like if you go on the site and order like a five pack or something. 
I'm gonna use the code Herfcast and save five bucks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got masks until until supplies run out. I'm gonna. You can make a Herfcast mask. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that because uh, I think the reason why I stopped it was the cigar lounge I was going to. Because, you know, in the fall and the winter, when it gets real cold, I go to a lounge. I mean, you have this beautiful place to smoke in, but I don't smoke inside where I live, even yeah. though I live by myself. Um, so I went in there one time with my little little humidor, travel humidor. And the lady that was working there was like, oh, are you? did you bring a cigar that you bought from here? I was like, no. And she was like, we'd prefer it if you smoked our cigars. Yeah. So ever since then, I started buying them as I went there. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... Buy one and smoke it. That's, that's regular, like, cigar etiquette. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, you, that you learn along the way. Um, I, I think one of my favorite signs that I've ever seen in a cigar lounge, as you're walking into the humidor, it said, you wouldn't bring a steak to a steakhouse, would you? <laughs> it's like, that's, that's probably that's the best way to put it. Um, but yeah. no, uh, that's, I, I would suggest like if you're, if you're interested in like getting into the hobby aspect as well as, uh, you know, just the, just the casual smoking, like there's so many, so many great groups and forums and whatnot that you could get on yeah. and just learn everything that you can. Um, I've, I've been on the, uh, the, the subreddit for it. I don't know a damn thing about Reddit. Like, it's confusing at first. Yeah, that's every once in a while I I, I click on a link that's, you know. Oh, it I, takes you to there. Yeah, and that that's fine. But I I I've never gotten into it. I don't have any plans on oh, it. If you ever get into Reddit, just don't read any of the comments. Yeah. It's terrible. I was. Uh, see, to me, that'd probably be the best part. <laughs> comments are there was a there's a YouTube video of a guy named like his name's like Moist Critical. He's really funny, but he was he did a whole video about how it's called Reddit is not helpful. So he went to a post and it was like there's a a spider in my car and I can't get it out. What do I do? And the like the first comment and it was like top rated was like burn the car. And it was like what? And then the second comment was a joke too, and it was like blow up the car and it yeah. was like nobody's getting any actual help from this website. <laughs> but my my wife is pregnant right now and you know, so it's like this is a, the the second one. My my son's four and a half, and now we've got this one on the way. So we've kind of forgot all of the uh, like. All right, you should what eat this. You shouldn't eat that. Uh, no, I never read that. Uh, <laughs> but like the foods that she can't eat and the stuff that she should stay away from. And like I just ordered alligator for her uh, because. My uncle just went through New Orleans, and he posted a, a nice big <laughs> I could have guessed That's alligator po' at. boy that just looked fucking delicious. We were in New Orleans last year, and um, she fell in love with alligator. So, like, she got super jealous. It's like, all right, I got to her, – her birthday's coming up, which had no bearing whatsoever on the fact that I was placing this order. But uh, we got the order yesterday. It was a surprise, and she's like, well, I know what I'm eating for my birthday. It's like, all right, cool. Uh, score one for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's one I was just I looking up, like because she said she couldn't find much online about if she could eat it or not. <coughs> Excuse me. So I looked it up, and of course, one of the first ones that comes up is Reddit, and anything, <laughs> anything in a forum, I just dismiss. If that's it's a good policy, if it if it's if it's not from uh, a reputable site that sources like studies or whatever 
then I'm probably not going to, uh, you know, take my chances with, you know, hurting a baby uh, because we wanted to have yeah. this for dinner, you know. But uh, basically, like, from, from most of what I found, it, it says um, it should be safe. Like, so, and then most sites are, you know, anything in moderation, um, but... <laughs> not not quite everything, but a lot of stuff in moderation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're talking crack, then that's <laughs> that, that's pretty dangerous. So I was gonna go straight forward with the like no wine nights anymore. Yeah, but you took it to that level. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, you have to. You were like, I, mean, you I talk, gotta get the explicit label. But somehow. but if if you talk <laughs> wine, I mean, uh, a, a glass of red wine is okay. Like running a mile a day or something. like yeah, that Yeah. Yeah. But she she still won't drink. Oh, wine, that's okay so. for pregnant women. You're saying. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that gonna? Is that one of those things that's gonna change every year? Every. I don't. I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward okay. for, for. Uh, I imagine everybody in history, history was. Yeah, I feel like throughout almost all of history, people were eating and drinking oh, yeah. whatever they want when they were pregnant until yeah. like just recently. Well, shit. Just, uh, up until up until the eighties, early nineties. I mean, it was it was still okay to smoke cigarettes yeah. while pregnant. You know. Um, when was it the fifties? Nine out of ten doctors recommend camel. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's 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 that the wine seems to be a, a pretty straightforward. Hasn't really changed much at all throughout the throughout the decades. But she still won't drink a glass of wine. And yeah. it's like you know what? I it's okay if you drink a glass of wine. Yeah. No, I'm not going. All right, that's fine. that's fine. You know, but um, yeah, she's 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 great with me because I'm sitting here drinking whiskey and you know I'm drinking beer on a regular basis, and she'll make a comment every once in a while. She's like, "Well, at least you get to go out to the garage and have a cigar and drink." And like I'm stuck in here, and it's like, ah, damn, that makes me feel bad, you know. Oh yeah, but it's she's she's uh pretty understanding, so I'm pretty lucky with it? that. Somebody, there's a comedian that said something where it was like, if if men had to have children, like we would have gone extinct so long ago. <laughs> for sure, for yeah. sure. Like, I, I could I could definitely see that. Yeah, definitely the way of the dinosaurs there. Yeah, that's so. what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, go, you no, go ahead. Speaking of conspiracies, have you heard the conspiracy that you know how they think Mars used to be like Earth? With the ecosystem. Yeah, a little bit. Um, they There's a conspiracy that we lived on Mars, and we ruined that planet the way we're ruining this planet, and we sent an escape pod with Adam and Eve to Earth, and the crash of the escape pod made the dinosaurs go extinct, because that was the meteor. I'm sure that somebody has found some way to interpret the Bible that way. Oh, That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, you could interpret the Bible however you want. Um, I, myself, I'm not... Uh, a religious man, uh, but I don't knock anyone's beliefs or practices. I mean, yeah. uh, unless obviously, like I, I'm going to knock a pedophile's practices. Like that's not cool. Yeah, I'd you say know? so. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to like religion and and uh, I, I've always said religion, politics, and sexuality. Do oh, what yeah. you want. Just don't try to force me to believe something that. I'm yeah. not into. That's how know. I run too, because I'm Catholic, and there's a stigma that we're trying to make everybody Catholic, and there's yeah. a lot of people, and I think they do teach that. But I kind of I, I got into it as doesn't a, every religion. That's a good point. 
there are a lot that do I mean, that. But um, I use it as a thing to try and make myself better. Yeah. And uh, even if that's the the moral, yeah, the moral lessons you learn through religion, unless it's the Westboro Baptist Church, uh, you know the 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 basic morals that you get are oh, the, phenomenal. You know, yeah. uh, I I definitely agree with it. Um, but you know, there's. A lot of things. I, I I see this in this religion and that and the other religion. And it's like, you know, if you take something out of everything, like you take the good out of all of them and put them together, you, they all tell you, be a good fucking person. Yep. You know, that's be nice to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be a dickhead. Yep. You know, if, if you take that and run with it, great. Yeah, that's the the problem is the uh, people that think they're morally righteous mm-hmm. trying to affect other people's lives and uh, they're forgetting about the actual important stuff, the yeah. love your neighbor stuff, Yeah, which is like some of the most beautiful things. Exactly. Like concepts like that back then were like unheard of because it was always an eye for an eye. And then when they said uh, just like forgive them and turn the other cheek, it was like, it was like new yeah. Can you believe that but, was progressive back then? And yeah, now exactly. all the beliefs in the Bible are like so like ancient. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it's it all it all depends on let's see which which way do you want to take it? Uh eye for an eye? All right. I'll, I I'm gonna take a turn the other cheek, you know. Uh yeah. maybe maybe find a balance. Well there's still people you know? that do believe in eye for an eye, and that's called fairness, and that's fine. Yeah. But you know There I, there should be a line, you know. Uh and in my opinion it may not be popular, but uh you know Eye for an eye in a case of uh, mm. children and whatnot, uh, that type of shit. Yeah. No, you're 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 done. Um, yeah. You know. All right. Uh, this guy stole a beer from me. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's gonna piss me off, but I'm not gonna go steal something just because yeah. it happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know. But then you're talking about like. Yeah, especially with innocent people being put in danger. It's yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know much about politics at all, but I've heard that there's a lot of uh, terrorism in other countries, and some people in America think that we're the only people going through it. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of Americans that just don't have a worldview, and I'm one of them, actually. I was afraid to uh, learn about the world because I was just nervous about, one the language barriers and cultural barriers and i felt awkward yeah but now ever since i went to valpo i've like loved learning about all different people from all different walks of life that's it's so beautiful that's why i love doing this that's uh yeah chief chief mance asked me yesterday you know why why did you start the pot it's like i just love talking to people mm-hmm. I, I i like getting to know everybody i like seeing the other side of you know this, this point of view or that point of view um I don't want to be like if I'm if I'm going to discuss something, I don't want to be ignorant. You know, if I'm going to discuss yeah, something, I want to know. I want to know everything I can if I'm going to discuss something. You know, like that's where I come from too. Yeah, like if I do that's a race relations episode, I mean the the main reason I I do the race relations episodes is so that I could learn what it's like on the other side before I I go and tell somebody they're wrong. Or you know anything like that? Uh, I I want to learn. I, I want to see through the through the other sets of eyes. 
you know because yeah. that's the, the the first time i i did a race relations episode with coffee black like i told him i said look i'm your average ignorant white guy when it comes to shit like this like i don't want to be the average ignorant white guy when it comes to this like i want to know i want to learn and this this is this is what i'm doing to learn that's 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 crazy you say that because most of the average ignorant white guys won't say that second part when i said i want to learn yeah i feel like yeah ignorance and learning it's like they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I feel like so many people <laughs> don't want to learn stuff because to learn something, you have to admit you didn't know something. And so many people want to act like they know everything. Yeah. And I feel different where I'm trying to, I'm inquisitive and I just try to learn so much stuff and I don't know why not everybody's trying to do that. Yeah. So I guess that's another type of person that I need to learn about their worldview. Yeah. Why, they, why they're like that. I don't know if that comes from like a self-defense mechanism from something earlier in their life but it's possible yeah it's it's hard i try to understand as many people as i can but then there's some that it's just like lost cause yeah i mean yeah the 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 most common one people always say is like hitler every time you talk about the worst people in history it's always like hitler (laughs) even though apparently stalin is worse than him but yeah uh 1938 time magazine's man of the year yeah hitler yeah (laughs) it's uh it's 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 crazy like you look at the past, you try not to repeat it, especially with people like that. Um, but then you have, you know, people that that make one group out to be mm. That's that, uh, you know, that extreme when it's not. Or, you know, like, wait, how how are you going to compare this to the Holocaust? You know, shit like that. Everybody does compare it to it. Yeah. Everybody compares every political leader to the, to Hitler. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on. Like, it's such a bold statement. That's in, in, uh, all the presidents that I could remember while I've been alive. Um, you know, I guess, uh, I, I was a little too young for Bush senior, but I've seen posters with Clinton Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, G.W. Bush, Obama, and Trump. I've seen posters, all of them sporting a Hitler stash. Man, you know it's, it's such like an easy no. No matter no matter what, every president is going to have a, p- a poster with a Hitler stash. Remember how creative the old political cartoons were, mm-hmm. the black and white political cartoons, and now we're just like he's Hitler, she's Hitler. Yeah. No creativity anymore. Adolfina Hitler. Like, yeah, like, come on. Like, Saturday Night Live, if they did the, the Trump impersonation for one episode, it was it was funny. Yeah. But then they did it every single week. So that's, I, I quit watching. I, I, I don't watch, I don't watch TV Live. in general. Um, unless now it's, if, if it's like Dragon Warriors or, or Rescue Riders or whatever the hell it is that my son watches. Uh, you know that that's my that's the extent of my TV enjoyment you now. Any bubble guppies? Yeah. Or oh yeah, uh, bubble <laughs> my mom guppies. Had a daycare, uh, so I knew some kids shows. Paw Patrol. But no, oh, I, that's a big one right now. Most of most of my recent uh, television entertainment came while I was working, and now I'm unemployed. So hmm. like I w- I was just getting caught up with The Sopranos, which is which ended like a decade ago. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it uh, just like ended, ended. Uh, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard the ending is weird. Uh, I I don't know because I I got laid off with like seven episodes to go, so 
I haven't had a chance to finish it up. Oh, I just bumped the mic a little bit. <laughs> um, but wow, yeah, I uh, I've never been too big on. I do not watch drama shows. I can't. I like watching some documentary shows, and um, I like watching comedies. But I've never been a big like show watcher until this quarantine started. It got me into yeah. watching movies and a lot of more streaming. I got through the whole Star Wars series. Um, and I just watched the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh, yeah? That's a really good series with it some is. really creepy moments. <laughs> yeah? For sure. So, I guess, uh, how how is, like, have you been, uh, like, as far as work goes, have you still been going into work, or are you working from home, or how how is that working out? Yeah, I, uh, I alternate. Every other day I go in, and then I'll work from home, so... I'm doing that with another guy my age. That's another engineer. Actually, he went to Valpo with me, too. We graduated at the same time and went to... I work at Aquestive in Portage. We both started there. First job out of college. So, uh, I'll work a day in in the factory in my little cubicle that they chained me down to. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And then I'll work from home, and then we'll switch. And it's to... They're trying to minimize how many people um, are in there. And uh, we have to wear a mask the whole time we're in there. But... I do not like working from home. I don't know what it is. I th- it gives me like anxiety or something. Like I guess it's just like the work invading my personal space. I could see that. I don't. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's our our back room has turned into my wife's extended cubicle. I guess uh, she's got a little bit oh, more yeah. space in the back room than she did at her cubicle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I definitely see that. How it's all right. Well, now this this space of the house is for work instead of whatever we want you know yeah i've i've uh, been working on my dining room table um and i uh, i actually have like a computer monitor there to watch like stuff when i'm cooking and eating so it was pretty good i just hooked up my work laptop to that but i I called my boss and i was like i'm like i feel really weird i'm like having like an anxiety attack or something i've never had one before yeah and he let me use a sick day the next day so i got the second half of that day off and i got to i didn't even have to i i told him i was like i'll use a vacation day I really need to like take a day off. It was no. Friday was the next day. And he said, "Go ahead and use a sick day. Mental health is important." So I'm I'm very blessed with the people I work with and how much they care. Yeah, and that's good. Yeah, I've I've been reading some stuff about how um when you interview at companies in the future, one of your questions should be how did you handle the COVID-19 situation and treat your employees? Man, that's that's a question that could be answered correctly in so many different ways, but perceived as wrong you know uh, like good point that's uh you know if you're if you were a nurse you're going to handle it one way and be affected in you know a, a totally different way than if you were an office worker yeah you know like you're going to have completely different perspectives i i know a girl that actually she works at a hospital but she she works in like the marketing department mm-hmm so she goes to a hospital for she still goes in. Yeah. And uh she's working at a hospital but she's not a nurse, so I don't know if that's like a terrible place to be even though she's not on the floor. But yeah, I know that it does apply differently to different yeah. different places. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. How is it affecting me? Well, I mean, I got laid off. Uh that that sucks. Luckily. Yeah. Uh we got the the extra unemployment money uh which if it wasn't for that, it would be devastating. But since there's that, it's it's not affecting us terribly bad because 
since I'm laid off, my son's not in daycare, so we're saving daycare money. Man, I've heard about this. Yeah. I've had a coworker and also my barber, who I haven't seen in a while, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were telling me about how expensive daycare is because my barber, he said his wife was working for like two weeks. She got her first paycheck and they realized we're losing money putting the kid in daycare yeah. for you to work. You're not yeah. making more money than we're paying. Yeah. So she's just staying home now. Yeah. That it's, is crazy. Uh, our, our daycare is 600 a month. That's for one kid. And, wow. you know, that's... Uh, yeah, they were. he said it was like 200 a week. So, yeah. Yeah. That. But luckily that, that kind of offsets the money that I'm losing from being laid off. Um, you know, so we're... We're doing okay. We're we're lucky. I I'm definitely yeah, on I'm, the I'm fortunate. To have my job. I'm definitely on the fortunate side of a shitty situation. Yeah. You know, I I can't complain. I will be happier than ever to go back to work, which is fucking weird. Um, because you know, like I I mentioned with with Greg, uh, it's sometimes I have a feeling of just worthlessness. And sometimes it's like, all right, this is this is cool. I get to catch up on stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I get to hang out with the family. I, I get to, you know, work in the garage. Um, I, now I'm actually taking advantage of it and doing more podcasts. Um, yeah. So, I mean, hell, me and you have been trying to get yeah. together for at least a couple of months. Yeah, now. we've been trying to make this work for a bit. Yeah. But um, I mean, hey, we're we're finally able to do it. So. Yeah, I'm happy. Finally got to get together, and this is a great cigar. I'm yeah. glad you like it. Yeah. Um, he, he puts out good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was uh, one of the limited oh, releases. Man. I'm not sure what the what the availability is going to be on them in mm-hmm. the future. Um, but, yeah, all all three of the uh, releases that he had at Ristafari were phenomenal. He had the the fuck the FDA. Oh, he released new blends. Yeah. at that event. Yeah. Wow. So he he had the the fuck the FDA, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I've heard what they've been doing recently is messed up. Oh yeah, yeah. But the the cigar itself is is amazing. Good. Uh, good. These 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 Gali Habanos uh, are are really good. I I like them. I'm I'm almost out of these as well. And then he did the um, the Crelat Solomon, uh, which I I had issues with the original Crelat release, uh, but I think that was uh, an old factory. Um, he changed factories, I, I think. Um, but anyway, he, he had issues with the with the first release of that. Uh, but when he came out with the the Solomons at Ristafari, they're just flawless. Uh, I've had five or six of them. And haven't had an issue with a single one. So, um, yeah, all three of them that he put out at the event were really nice. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm getting like a another flavor change here in the final third of this one. Um, that guy I was telling you about from my cigar lounge, Bernie. Yeah, I sat down a cigar that was like a nub left, and he was like, "Hey, you know." Uh, the f- the end of a cigar is the best, so you should try to get as much out of it. And I've always thought the end tastes like charcoal. That, to it, me. it all it all depends. Like there's 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 cigars that I'll I will smoke until I burn my lips, and then there's yep. cigars that I'll I'll put out 
you know, I'll I'll lay it down with an inch and a half left. It all it all depends on the cigar. So I've done that with a lot of the, a lot of the cheaper ones. I'll mm-hmm. sit down after there's I'll sit down when there's still a lot left. Yeah. Like them talking about like the six eight dollar sticks. But actually one of my favorites is the um the Brickhouse Double Connecticut and that one's only eight dollars. Yeah. Or like about the same size as oh, this. You so. can definitely find great budget cigars. Yeah. Um you know, especially if you're smoking as much as I do. Uh, you you got to have those budget cigars that you find yeah. and you, you know buy bulk, this it's is, cheaper. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you, you you catch a good sale, or if you find uh, some some uh, overruns or something that are that are actual quality, um, mm-hmm. you know something something that'll if you if you're smoking three four cigars a day, they all can't be twelve dollars cigars. You know, not me anyway. Yeah. That's so. my favorite one is uh um about sixteen, seventeen dollars. That's the Majesty. I still don't remember what the brand is, but um that one I that's the that's my occasion cigar. Like if something cool happens, I'll I'll smoke that one. Like when the uh cigar lounge just opened up again at half capacity. Yeah. When my friend and I went, I got the Majesty and celebrated that. Oh, that's from uh Ashton. That's an uh, yeah, that's it. Ashton Majesty. I love that one. There's um, somebody recommended that to me and I finally got around to trying that. Yeah. When you sit with other people smoking cigars, it's man, you could just talk about them for a while and everybody's got their own, like you said, flavors and tastes. And I tried one, somebody recommended and I just did not like it. Yeah. And he was like, that's okay. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. That's you. That's, uh, that, that goes back to taste is subjective. Yeah. So mm-hmm. smoke what you like. That's yeah. I'll, I'll never tell somebody like, what the hell are you doing smoking an acid? You know, uh, if if that's I, what you like, great. That's I, I, I yeah. smoked a, a random cigar yesterday that I didn't know had a a, a sweetened tip, and it threw me off that. so much. Like on a normal cigar, like the cap was flavored. Yeah, yeah, and it 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 threw me off, and it was like. Fuck, and I, I almost, I almost threw it out because I <laughs> normally don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you know what, I'm gonna crack one of these raspberry beers and see if oh, that'll okay. go well with this. And it actually, it the it made it made the cigar tolerable enough to to not throw it out. I guess. Yeah. Does the raspberry beer taste good with the Tahitian vanilla? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried an acid cigar, um, but I've heard that the two cigar companies that get the most hate are Acid and Gurkha. And I don't know why. Acid is one of the number one selling cigars in the nation because there is a market for it. Mm -hmm. Now, you'll get, again, like, smoke what you like. I don't like them, so I I can't recommend them because I'm not, I I don't smoke them to know enough about them to recommend them to somebody but if that's your if that's what you like then by all means smoke them gurkha i i've only had uh two gurkha cigars that i enjoyed and they were both cellar reserves i think one was a 12 one was a 15 Mm -hmm. uh i i honestly don't remember but again like if if you like gurkha smoke them but my uh, my problem with Gurkha is the price point. Like they're, you know, they're they're charging, you know, fifteen dollars for a six dollar cigar. 
you know. Uh, wow. But again, it depends yeah. on your personal taste. Mm-hmm. So I've tried one Gurkha, and I think it was plugged. Mm-hmm. I had a terrible draw, and that was my first impression on Gurkha. And then later when I learned about cigars that are plugged, I was like, that must have been what happened with that Gurkha. I need to give it another. I had the ghost, the Gurkha yeah. ghost. And I was just getting no smoke from it. Which you could you could usually find a, a decent deal online for for Gurkhas, uh, depending on like depending on where you go and you know, maybe if it's a holiday weekend or but that's like the mm-hmm. the MSRP for a Gurkha could be twenty dollars, but you could find it online for eight. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know stuff like that, but no, I like I said, uh, their their seller reserve stuff, I like, uh, I've liked in the past, I should say, uh, but all the regular mainline stuff, I, I just wasn't able to justify the price point. So yeah, I've had one. I think it, I think it was an infused cigar, not a flavored one, but it was like coffee flavored. Yeah, and, but it was so sweet. Yeah, that's the the flavored are the infused. It was uh, it was pretty good. I drank it with a black coffee because I I like I do like black coffee. Yeah, um, that's I I don't mind. Um, I can't remember now. I can't remember if it was a Java or if it was a uh, tobacco, especial something along those. It was either the tobacco or the Java that wasn't bad. It wasn't an overpowering infusion there was just that hint of espresso that's like all right yeah i could i could do this but i i haven't smoked one in years you know i've been smoking for a year so i can't (laughs) (laughs) you haven't smoked one since before i was i was still in college probably yeah yeah i uh yeah i can't remember why i started i uh was just interested in trying it out and then uh i uh it was like right when I did move to Portage, I remember. So it must have been around like August of last year. And I just got a couple and tried them out and I really enjoyed them. Just and, uh, randomly? Yeah. Or did did you have somebody like, hey, you should try a cigar? Um, I can't quite remember. It might have been a coworker I was talking to about it. Um, but I um the first one I tried I think was a Rocky Patel. Yeah. It was a really good one. So I think I No, actually I know what it was. I went to go get one and they were having a Padron event. Yeah. So I ended up trying like a super expensive one for a pretty reasonable price. It was the uh, 1964. Oh, yeah. And I got that. I think they're normally around 20 bucks and I got it for like 10 or 12. Yeah, that's that's and that's a good way to spoiled. start. Yeah, yeah. I was spoiled with my first cigar. Yeah. And so I've been hooked ever since. Those Padrones have a crazy draw. Like all you do is just sit your mouth on it and it'll your <laughs> mouth will be full. Of, you don't have to suck in. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's it i mean i've I've had a couple that were a little tighter but i I don't think i've ever had one that was plugged uh but i mean that's the thing i i don't get pissed off if i if i get a plugged cigar out of a box if i get a box that's plugged then i'll be a little upset like every single one in the box yeah like i mean it's it's a handmade product Mm -hmm. uh you're you're gonna have inconsistencies you know yeah have you and ever gone to a factory tour? No, I haven't. I'd like that's, to do that I, someday. I I definitely want to, um, but that's I'll I'll never I'll never uh, bitch about a random occurrence. You know, it's luck of the draw, mm. I guess. Um, that's why I want to give Gurkha another try. But like, 
the that's pretty much the the, the cigar industry uh, is is great because most of the time, like if if you do end up with a bad one, uh, if you're at a lounge, you know they'll take care of it. Oh, sorry, you know here. I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll do that at my cigar lounge but too. Don't don't be a dick and smoke half of it, and then like oh hey I don't like this one. <laughs> uh, can I get something else? Yeah. Um, yeah no. You know that's there's there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. Like I just just be honest. I guess. Yeah, I'll go talk to them about anything. Like, if like one side's running away from the other one, it's an uneven burn. I'll show them, and I'll be like, "Can you guys help me? Like, is this a user error?" And they're like, "No, sometimes that happens." Yeah. And it was a Perdomo, which is a great cigar brand, and they were like, "That's shocking. I've never seen that on a Perdomo. Those are almost always perfect." And uh, they showed me techniques to like get it to balance back out. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up finishing that one, but they offered to get me another one if it got worse. Yeah. So that's really cool. That's and plus a lot of a lot of times like a, a burn issue is you know operator error. It could I, be the, I swear it, it was me. Yeah, it it could be it could be the way that you lit it. Mm-hmm. It it you know, it's you you never really know. Um, this one's perfect. It's they're they're good. Like I said, I'm I got I think I got four of them left now. So hopefully more of them oh, get well. released soon. So. Yeah, I feel I feel I've heard it's uh if you smoke them too fast, it'll burn uneven. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you light them wrong, it's a lot of people light half the cigar. Yeah. But you, it's usually the bottom half that people light, <laughs> and they don't light the top half. Yeah. Don't but, rotate. Yeah. Um, I I kind of don't rotate it. I move the lighter around. Yeah. But. Um, I was watching videos on YouTube about how to do that. <laughs> so where I go to learn everything. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's it's the new college. Yeah, what's that uh, Khan Academy on YouTube where you can learn how to do, like, calculus? Oh, really? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, my classmates. So in engineering school, that would go to that guy to learn about discrete math and stuff because their professor wasn't explaining it, how it clicked with them. Huh. So I, I, that's, what, that's what bothers me is, like, people learn differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, people go, oh, it's a bad professor. And then other people are like, that's my favorite professor on yeah. this whole campus. And I was lucky. Valpo is a smaller uh, student-to-teacher ratio. Yeah. And I loved all the people I met, students and teachers alike, at, well, sorry, professors. I don't know if it's offensive to call a college professor a teacher. But, yeah, Valpo's a great atmosphere. It's a great atmosphere for people that are trying to learn. And you, I don't know if you're asking uh, earlier about what they're kind of known for. Yeah. I do know that Valpo is a big nursing program and okay. a good engineering program. Um, I'm not quite sure what else they, uh, are particularly known for, but yeah. they have a lot of different stuff. That's, I mean, I've always known Purdue to be big on engineering, yeah. um, and being so close to Purdue Cal, uh, and mm. spending lots of weekends in Lafayette. Uh, I, I never went to college. Well, I, I went to college a lot, but I never went to any classes. Uh, <laughs> it was always on the weekends to to visit people oh the so. the fun the fun parts of college yeah 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 <laughs> so you can go wednesday night that's a that's another big night for yeah colleges to, there's uh the place that had the uh cool beer punk table that i had good luck at they had like a wednesday night board game night so i don't know if that's just a valpo thing but uh, it seemed like the, it was gaining popularity for a little while at a lot of places um like um i think beer geeks here locally uh, they always had board games. Um, Flat Rock, they they had games for a while. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Catan, Settlers of Catan was huge. Or, wait, I think that's what it is. It was huge when I was yeah. in college. I never played it. I had a, a buddy of mine tried showing me how to play. I think I tried playing it once and was like, ah, fuck this. Is that yeah. like the the game with a hexagon? A hexagon? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Monopoly meets Civilization. Wow. Is yeah. uh, the the best way that I've I've heard it put. I went to a a, a hangout after college with some people that were because st- I'm still in the area, so I knew some underclassmen, and I was a little late to go hang out, and they were in the middle of a Catan game, and I didn't even I wasn't even there to them. Like yeah. they were so engaged that. I was like, okay, I guess I'll just go over to this room and talk to the girls that are here. But uh, you guys have fun. Hey, I, you know, there, there's an upside. <laughs> there is, know? yeah. You know, but I, I do like. And I, then you I find do out geek they're out. all sitting over there because their boyfriends are playing settlers. Yeah. Yeah. How? Why else would they be there? <laughs> they're gonna. They're gonna go play. They're gonna go watch random guys play Catan. Yeah. Like, no, they got dragged along. Um. So with with everything opening up, do you have? Uh, a lot of stuff lined up or just kind of easing back into it or, or what's going on with that? Easing back into it, but stuff's starting up before I expected. Um, today we're recording this on, was it, May 22nd? Um, I think so. There's a show today, and we're still in stage two. I think stage three starts this weekend. That's I, I have no idea. And the show is... I was confused. I was like, we're doing a show? And he says, yeah, we got permission from, I don't know, somebody to do the show because the late the lady that owns the restaurant bar pub thing um wasn't even doing curbside during the shutdown she was no business at all yeah so she got permission to do this and they're doing social distancing but they're still selling 70 tickets and there's two rooms so there's only gonna be 35 people watching each show so i don't know what the normal capacity is but i'm assuming it's probably half capacity well that's i'll find out when i get there like I said, I don't I don't know, but I thought restaurants were supposed to be at half capacity right now. And last night we drove by B dubs and the lot was packed full. Wow. Not a single person outside. Mm. And like I just thought it's like I hmm. it, it just doesn't seem like they're at half capacity with yeah. a full parking lot. Um, I saw an I saw an Applebee's that had a tent out front. I think that lady was monitoring who was going in and who yeah. was going out. I mean, you've seen people with clickers at like grocery stores. Yeah. And um, I've never had to wait in line to get in any place. I guess I've been going at down times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a. There's only one other show that I'm on right now, and it's going to be July 5th. It's uh, Big Josh's birthday bash. Yeah. You've had him on this show. Yeah amazing guy nothing but love and um so july 5th is the day after everything's fully open again stage five yeah they're opening they, everything they up had on to july open 4th. everything up for july 4th yep that's beautiful i think e- even it's though uh, even though all the all the towns and cities have canceled all their fourth of july stuff um lake county fireworks from your porch yeah i know uh lake county just canceled the lake county fair so i i don't know We'll, we'll oh, see well what that happens. that makes sense. Always bumping shoulders with people at stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I, I think Lake County Fair is usually after 4th of July. But Yeah, I think it's going to be different until, yeah. for a little while at least. People are like, things will never go back to normal. But they will because there's been big stuff like this. And 
we got to a point where we were normal again, and now it's just a new thing. That and everyone's got a really short memory when it comes to shit like this. Yeah, so. my, my, my hypothesis was that people are going to be cautious for another couple months, and then eventually we'll just get over it and kind yeah. of go back to normal. And that's, I mean, we've been, we've been cautious. We haven't been um, locked in, I guess. But we've been cautious, and it's like we're still just, we're not going to go sit down and eat anywhere for, you know, a little while. Uh, but we're getting a little bit more lenient with where we do go, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it, I, I've, had a, I've had a back and forth mindset with the whole situation since it started, so. I'm kind of, the, yeah, it's there too. I'm trying to just like, you know, like I'm not trying to f- freak myself out about it. Like, cause my grandma's like, don't, don't touch any gas pumps. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want to like get that worried about it. Um, I, and I'm not trying to like be inconsiderate, but I, I'm in like the low risk demographic. Yeah. But, um, my, I visited my family and I have to tell my company when I'm going to go somewhere. Uh, they're, they're mostly worried about if you go out of state, because if you go to like, what's some of the worst states? Is it Georgia? Well, I mean, is well, that one of the ones that's worse? I mean, well, right next door. If, oh, if, Ill- if, yeah. yeah. If we head to Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a big deal. But. And uh, I told them I was going there and I, I visited my, they were like, that's fine. I mean, you're visiting your family. And um, I uh, went down there and my, I actually got there before my, my parents were out doing something. I think they were shopping for houses because they, yeah. they just bought a new house because they're about to downsize. And um, I got there and they were like, oh, you got here a little early. We're not home yet. We'll see you soon. So I went in and when my parents got home, um, my dad hugged me and um, my mom was like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. But then by the end of the weekend, she she gave me a hug goodbye. So yeah, kind of there it is. There, there's the getting so, over it. And just so so how long ago were you in Georgia? <laughs> yesterday <laughs> oh sweet well you're gonna want to disinfect this microphone yeah, yeah. afterward <laughs> i'll just uh drizzle some hand sanitizer over it and let it soak in yeah you know? there you go <laughs> now um, um no like i said like we've been we've been pretty like i said not on lockdown but cautious like if we go like we don't that's we me don't, yeah we don't go anywhere else like we we're we're home with each other, and if we have to run to the store, we run to the store. Like, yeah, uh, we we may be in that. I, I guess I'm kind of in that borderline area. Like I'm I'm young, but I'm not so young, you know. Uh, <laughs> but we're not. We we haven't gone to uh, gone to a- anywhere else to like mingle. I guess so. Not, yeah, no not, mingling. Not putting not no putting mingling. anyone else at risk. You know, I guess. I actually was never a big partier. Like, I went out a couple times in college, but I wasn't, like, consistently going out. And when I turned 21, I didn't, like, go to bars. I prefer, My kind of party is Mario Party. I prefer to, like, get some get some good drinks. You don't drink, like, a crazy amount. And you just sit there with people you care about and, like, talk, like, kind of like this. Yeah. And we'd play video games and just chat. And um, I just started recently going out. Uh, a couple months ago with my coworkers, and then everything shut down right when I started yeah. to actually enjoy doing it. <laughs> so it was perfect timing. But no, see, I'm I'm a polar opposite there. Like I was, mm-hmm. uh, well, not not recently, but back in the day, it was, you know, the bar every day. Uh, oh wow! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! They got your drink ready as soon as you walk in. Oh for sure! That's awesome. <laughs> um, 
you know, the past couple of years, that's turned into the coffee shop instead of the bar. Mm. Um, okay, so now which, you have to wear like uh, cardigans and glasses yeah, and stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's you know, <laughs> I, I I got a I got a clip on man bun that I ah, that I put in my hair when when my hair is no this man short. bun no service. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's when when my hair is long. It's not a, it's not an issue, but when it's this short, I got yeah. I you do uh, you cut it once a year for yeah. St. Baldrick's. Yeah. So how deep are you into it now for uh, growing out your hair? What is this? See, Ristafari was the fourteenth, so March fourteenth was when I cut my hair. Oh, Pi Day. And yeah. Um, oh, sorry, that's the engineer in me coming out. No, no, that's <laughs> it's. Come on, everybody sees that meme every year, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah, but no, my my St. Baldrick's event was supposed to be the fifteenth. It was supposed to be the next day after Ristafari. Oh, but you cut it at Ristafari. I did. That's awesome. It my my event for St. Baldrick's got canceled. The place that was doing the event. So Golden Leaf and Hobart. Yeah. That's it, my lounge. Yeah, that's it it's a good lounge, man. Great uh, lounge. A, a lot of new uh JSK decor in there now. Oh awesome. Uh, yeah, they just hung up a bunch of JSK stuff. Um I I I've I've got to sound like a, a JSK shill um uh, th- these past couple episodes. But I mean it's it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a great product and no, like you said, the golden it leaf is, yeah. the golden leaf is a is a great lounge. Amazing. Um uh, great staff, great owner. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I got the email saying the event was canceled, and then like an hour later, Risty asked me, "He's like, hey, if I donate another hundred dollars, can we shave your head here?" It's like, fucking that's a, a, let's do this. Incredible. That that's nothing. That's not. I mean, that that's amazing of Risty to do. Yeah. But what happened after that was absolutely incredible, mm-hmm. because after that, like. Risty kind of turned it into a St. Baldrick's event. Uh, he ended up getting on the mic and telling everybody, like, hey, this dude's shut, uh, shaving his hair for childhood cancer research. You know, he's already raised, uh, you know, X amount of dollars. And, you know, come on, everybody throw in a couple dollars. In a half hour, in a half hour, I, I had uh, – $2,000 raised at that point within a half hour at the Golden Leaf for Ristafari almost doubled it. Oh, I think I think it ended up wow. being $1,941 in a half hour. Oh my gosh. That's the cigar community. Dang, if I was there, I could have gotten it over that 2000. That's, that's <laughs> that's that is the cigar community. That really is, yeah. It's just so much love and support and uh just everyone getting along with everybody and you know i i i went from you know just over two thousand dollars to just over four thousand dollars wow because risty decided to you know turn it into a impromptu event you know that's amazing (coughs) so yeah because of that like it turned into a a very, very, very successful tenth uh, year for St. Baldrick's for me. Wow! So that's that's crazy cool. So yeah, you walked in there with the uh, purple hair. Yeah, got made it happen. Yep, that's cool. What what all colors have you done from that? How many years have you done the uh, top donation? Get uh, I want to say six, six years. But um, I think purple twice. The first year was green, uh, like. 
I looked like a fucking tennis ball green. <laughs> oh, like, wow. It was, it like was neon. neon, neon, neon green. Like, I, I have a picture that, like, right after I dyed it, I washed it, and I, I uh, used a blow dryer on it and picked it out. And it was just, like, <laughs> the, the absolute perfect round Oh, Perfectly wow. symmetrical neon green the Bob afro Ross with the neon color. Yeah, and like me and my neighbor went to the bar that night because we were going to meet up with a buddy of mine, and I know like we were at a table off to the side, and I noticed these two guys sitting at the bar. One guy would peek his phone up over his shoulder. I knew what he was doing. Like he's, he's taking pictures. I mean, so I looked. And I I see him do it a couple of times. So I'm like, hold on a second, I'll be right back. So I walk up to him. I he's he's facing the the TVs, and I tap him on the shoulder. I was like, uh, "You you need something?" He's like, "Oh, bro, is it is that real?" It's like, "Yeah, man." I I tugged on it. He's like, "Oh man, that's awesome." It's like, if you want a picture, just just fucking ask me. Yeah. Don't don't beat around the bush. He's yeah. like, "Oh, can I get a picture?" It's like, "Yeah, fine, whatever." It's like I do it for childhood cancer research, you know, and. um you know, him and his buddy ended up both handing me a twenty dollar bill to put towards St. Awesome. Baldrick's. You know, and that's that's why I started dyeing my hair. Um, you know, for one, it 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 uh, gave people incentive. Like, oh, gee, I wonder if I could hit the top donation, mm-hmm. which I don't expect that from everybody. Like, I, you know, if everybody gave me a dollar, I'd be fucking happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I I love doing it, and um, I started making myself just look as ridiculous as possible to I don't like being noticed but for people to notice and ask questions and like oh yeah it's for childhood cancer research and every year even that then you're generates, just spreading the knowledge so. yeah every year that generates at least a hundred dollars extra that I wouldn't have gotten from random people whether it be the coffee shop wow. the bar uh, you know, Walgreens anything you know, and and the best is the the dirty looks that I get turned into. Oh, that's so nice. That's so great of you. Wow. You know. Yeah. So instead of just the guy with the tennis ball hair. Yeah. It turns but into no, he's I, doing it for a reason. I've had uh, orange, red, blue, purple, green, uh, purple again, and the the first year that I did purple, it didn't last long. Um. Mm-hmm. So like the day before the event, I dyed it pink. Hmm. So. I I've had purple twice, pink, blue, orange, green, and uh, red. A whole and Skittles bag. There. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so. really awesome. But that's a cool that's a cool tradition. Yeah, and I like how you like do it. Like you just you only cut your hair once a year to yeah. do that event. It's oh, I, grows I hate I hate that. That's the thing. Like I've always hated letting my hair grow out because I I have ridiculous hair. I I hate it. Um. And then the, the the first time I let my hair grow out, it was like a year and a half I let it grow. And that's somebody mentioned, oh, you should do St. Baldrick's. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what's that? You know, get it explained. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll try that out. You know, yeah, I'll do that. And, uh, you know, af- after that, the first event, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this every year. You know, I'll, I'll get my hair cut once a year. Like, my sacrifice isn't getting my head shaved. It's letting my hair grow out. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's mo- a year of sacrifice well i'd say and then a moment of bliss I'd, I'd say a good a good six months of sacrifice because like the first six months isn't mm-hmm. so bad it's somewhat manageable after that it's just ridiculous so 
Yeah, it gets. I'm not a fan of long hair. Uh, I usually just have a nice little fade. My dad cut my hair growing up. I was very lucky uh, to never have to like. My parents never had to like pay for haircuts yeah. for me and my brothers. And um, no, I go out and get uh, some. Uh, usually, I get a haircut before like a big show. And yeah, I, I can cut the cut cut the hair myself. Like this, I did by myself. Uh, I just cut the sides and left it long on top. But I'm I'm already sick of all this up here. Yeah. Like, get so. a floby. A floby. Yeah. What's that? No. <laughs> See, you are young. <laughs> uh, have you what, have you ever a seen Walkman played? Play? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Wayne's World? No, 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 I have not seen that movie. Okay. Like in in, in the first Wayne's World, they kind of parody the the floby, but it, they they call it the suck cut. But it's basically a a vacuum hooked up to some clippers. So it's all the same mm. length. So you yeah. drag this across your hair and it, it cuts your hair all the same length because it's sucking it up and cutting it. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a floby. Uh, look it up. It's comical. Yeah. <laughs> comical. Yeah. If it was in the movie Wayne's world. Yeah. But, um, um yeah, that's interesting. Um, I do, my younger brother doesn't like cutting his hair. He just, it grows out and it gets, it's like yours. Yeah. It gets pretty nappy. And, um, no, his is his is way worse than yours. Like <laughs> it gets so bad, and uh, so like out of all my siblings, I just have an older brother and a younger brother. Yeah, the one that needs to get his hair cut the most doesn't get it cut, <laughs> and um, I think my dad was trying to get him to drive all the way up to my barber because my dad loves uh, my barber's name is Miguel. He works at All Stars in Hobart. He loves when I get a fresh cut from him. My dad gets jealous. <laughs> and uh, every time my barber finishes my haircut, he goes, man, I keep doing you favors with these haircuts. <laughs> but then one time he started cutting my hair and he was like, man, uh, it's starting to fade a little bit. Like it's starting to go back. And I was like, can you just cut my hair and leave me alone? <laughs> uh, I've, I've had the same receding hairline since I was like 14. So my dad's got a big widow's peak like like this. Um, actually, you can't really tell right now because it's long and covering it. But um, I just saw a picture of me in eighth grade playing guitar, and I already had the like receding widow's peak going. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, what, thirteen, and I'm already it's already going back. Yep. that's crazy. No, that's that's definitely one thing I notice every year when when my hair starts growing back out because like I I have it dyed, and then I get it all shaved off, and then I've got. Like within that first couple of months, when it starts growing back, I, you know, it's definitely more and more gray every year, and it's just oh, like, yeah, that's fuck, another man. part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a coworker growing out a big beard, and uh, he had a couple. He had like three white hairs, not even gray. He had three white hairs, and I was like, "You gonna pluck those out?" And he was like, "What? You want me to get rid of my wisdom?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, when I think of wisdom, I think of you, Roger." Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so you mentioned you got the show tonight, which uh, mm -hmm. that will be done and over with uh, by the time that I post this. Um, but you got a Big Josh, his birthday party, uh, Big Josh, Chubby mm -hmm. Gang Comedy, um, Josh Summerall. He was on the show, uh, it's got to be about six months ago now, something like that. Um, so you're doing his birthday party July 5th. Uh, where's that at? It's at the VFW in Lake Station. Lake Station, VFW. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's do you a two-minute drive from where I live. Um, so I think seven. Yeah. Seven or eight on that date. Sorry, I don't have that specific time. No, it's... July 5th, yeah. Um, you can find the info out on the Facebook event. Yeah, so if anybody's interested and in the Northwest Indiana area, um, you want to check out Big Josh's birthday bash, um, 
the Chubby Gang Comedy Show with Mike Banks on July 5th at the VFW in Lake Station, somewhere around 7 o'clock or so. Uh, you could you could look that up, uh, check that out. You got anything else? or? Um, well, I'm starting up my own podcast actually now too. Um, yeah, it's just called The Mike Banks Show. Yeah. Should be getting on streaming sites soon. Uh, it's already on YouTube and Spotify. So oh, all right. you can look that up. How long have uh, you been doing that? I just have one episode out right now, but I'm going to start chatting up with some other comedians. So. What a yeah, you're my inspiration. I'm trying oh, to be like you. Right on. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm no inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode is just a monologue, me talking by myself. Yeah. But I do, I'm going to keep doing that, but I mainly want to just talk to cool people yeah. too. So, so just yeah. uh, like a conversation format? Yep. Right on. So, And you said that's already on YouTube? Uh, the Mike Banks Show. Yep. So, all right. Well, uh, everybody, check that out. I'll I'll throw a link in for that. Awesome. Um, but uh, oh, man, yeah. Thanks for thanks for hanging out for a while, man. Oh, it was a blast. Thanks right. for having me. Absolutely. So there you have it, Mike Banks. Um, go to stogiebird.com and use the coupon code HERFCAST to save five dollars. Go to my website. You can find all my social media stuff there. You could email me, Brian at the Herfcast.com. Um Yeah. All the links are there. I think that's all you need to know. You know everything else by now. Thanks. <laughs>